We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hi, Blue Wire listeners. I'm Greg Olson. I'm excited to partner with Blue Wire to bring you TE1 a podcast where I interview the tight ends who have revolutionized the position. Listen in as I have raw, in-depth conversations with the all-time greats like Shannon Sharp, Tony Gonzalez, Travis Kelsey, and George Kittle. We'll explore how the tight end position has changed over the last 60 years and what it takes to be the very best. Subscribe to TE1 from Blue Wire Studios today so you're ready for the August premiere. What is up? Welcome back to the uncontested post-game podcast edition. I'm your host for the evening, Jacob Niffen, and I'm coming at you after the Thunder have lost to the Denver Nuggets in overtime, 121 to 113, dropping the Thunder to one and one in the bubble, and they could not be two different games. Against the Utah Jazz, the Thunder looked crisp and clean and just dismantled Utah. Then against Denver, this game was muddy and ugly and just not fun. So before I dive deep into this game for you guys, I want to take a quick minute to tell you that we are a part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network, and we are the official podcast of Boomtown Hoops. I've had a few of you guys reach out to me about Boomtown Hoops, so I want to remind you, If you visit BoomTownHoops.com, you will find tons of awesome Thunder articles, but you can also find the Discord channel. 
And if you join the Discord channel, there are tons of little sub-channels in there where you can go to talk with fans during the game. You can post thoughts on not only Thunder Games, but NBA-wide. We have an all-sports channel, OU and OSU. It's really just your place to be as a sports fan in Oklahoma. So please make sure to check out BoomTownHoops.com. So let's dive into this game. The Thunder... uh, Really, this this thing was just ugly from the word go. Turnovers, um, injuries, missed shots, easy shots, just the whole thing, it was not pretty. Uh, I mean, Shea Gilgis-Alexander had five fouls and had to sit out for a lot of this game. Ton of foul calls in this game. Just It, it looked so much different from what we saw with Utah. Now, is the Thunder, who, who is the real Thunder? Are they the team that played Utah? Or the team that are they the team that played Denver? I think the answer lies somewhere in the middle in the gray area. Quarter by quarter breakdown. The Thunder lose the first quarter by a point, 23 to 22. Win the second quarter by two points, 27 to 29, to go into half up one. They win the third quarter by two, 28 to 30. Lose the fourth quarter by three, tie game, and then got just blasted in overtime, 12 to 4. And end up losing the game. And the culprit of that, primarily for Denver, Michael Porter Jr., 37 points on 12 of 16 shooting, 12 rebounds, an assist, a steal, and a block, a plus 25 in this game. Just obliterated the Thunder. Also, Nikola Jokic with a triple-double, 30 points, 12 rebounds, 10 assists, uh, also had four turnovers, but he just got the best of Steven Adams today. Uh, there's no getting around that. Besides that, Monty Morris had 17. Paul Millsap had 17. Nobody else on Denver's roster did much of anything. Uh, Ball Ball had three points. Troy Daniels had three points. Dozier, uh, Plumley had three points. Jeremy had two points. Torrey Craig had six points. Just not a lot of contributions elsewhere throughout the Denver lineup. But then you look at what the Thunder did tonight. And I'm trying to get these turnovers and all these different stats pulled up. And while I'm doing that, I mentioned Shea Gilgis-Alexander. So let's talk about him real quick. He looked bad in the first half. I'm not going to lie. Like, you guys know how much I love Shea, how, how good of a player I think he can be. He just did not play well today in the first half. Turnovers, fouls, couldn't make a basket, was missing layups. Just the entire thing was was bad. He did not look good. Gets the fifth foul in the third quarter and sits the rest of the third and about the first three minutes, I think, of the fourth quarter and then subs back in. And my first thought was, they're bringing Shea back in too early. He's going to pick up this last foul. Instead, Shea rose like the undertaker. He was one of, I think, one of eight whenever he left the game. Ends the game 6 of 13, which means he made his final five shots. 3 of 6 from 3, 9 of 11 from the free throw line for 24 points. A team high 24 points, 5 rebounds, 2 assists. The three turnovers are an eyesore. But in that fourth quarter, man, Shea was something special. He was hitting shots. He was running the offense. He was getting to the rim. He had, I don't even know how he got it off, with like three seconds left on the shot clock on that inbound play. Split the double team, put up a floater and one. Uh, just really impressive stuff uh, in the fourth quarter from Shea. 
So shout out to him. But free throws also were a culprit for the Thunder today. Um, they shot 77% from the free throw line, 24 of 31. Gallo missed one down the stretch, which kind of cost them uh, a good opportunity in regulation. And then with like two and a half seconds left, Chris Paul misses the front end of a pair of free throws, which just is not like him at all. He's typically clutch from the free throw line. That miss prevented the Thunder from taking a one-point lead and instead tied the game. Denver comes back down on the other end, misses a shot at the buzzer, and so it goes to overtime. But if Chris makes that free throw or Gallo makes the free throw 30 seconds before, then it's it, it's probably a Thunder win. And so that's a place you really want to see them uh, kind of clean it up. 15 turnovers for the Thunder tonight. Uh, that is also not great. Uh, and then on the offensive glass, the Thunder gave up nine offensive rebounds. Uh, that's not the worst stat in the world, but those those turnovers, the first two games, the turnovers have been bad. And you can kind of chalk it up to like, I mean, Denver's turnovers weren't great either. They ended up with 12. And so it's a little bit of, of rust and just getting back into the flow of the game after being away for so long. Uh, but if the Thunder can clean up those turnovers, uh, you would feel pretty good about them moving forward. So before I continue with this post game, I want to take a quick second and tell you guys about our first sponsor for this episode, Bet Online. Sports are coming back, and so are your chances to bet on your favorite teams and events. Major League Baseball is finally kicking off, and there's no better place to start wagering than our exclusive partners at Bet Online. Check out all the odds, futures, and props to bet on, all available 24-7. And with the return of sports, Bet Online sat down with former pro players Eddie George, Harold Reynolds, and seven-time NBA champ Robert Horry to see what they had to say about what it will be like playing without fans in a series they're calling Fandemic. Visit betonline.ag for all of your odds and up-to-date sports news. Remember to use promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your welcome bonus. Again, that's promo code BLUEWIRE. Bet online, your online wagering experts. Okay, so I feel like I've touched kind of on a lot of the negatives, like the Thunder just getting obliterated by Jokic and Porter Jr., uh, Shea struggling in the first half, the Thunder missing free throws, especially down the stretch. Let's shift and look at some of the positives. The first positive I want to bring up, Hamadou Diallo. Um, yes, Hami was only 1 of 5 from the field, 0 of 1 from 3 for 2 points. But 7 rebounds, 4 assists, and a steal. And Hami was a team high plus 19 tonight. His defense looks really good. Like, it really does. He uses his body, his athleticism, his quickness to his advantage, and it works out really well for him. Uh, offensively, he's still going to struggle. Um, he missed a lot of layups today. I feel like of that one of five, obviously one of them was a three. I know one of them was like a pull-up uh, little mid-range jumper. But besides that, a lot of it felt like it was in the restricted area, and he just couldn't finish. But Hamadou continues to impress. Um, tw- how many minutes? 24 minutes tonight. Again, he's racking up these bench minutes. Uh, obviously Ferguson was out for tonight and Schroeder is with his wife who is having their second baby. Congratulations to the Schroeders. But Hami looked good. 
next guy, we got to talk about Abdul Nader, who in 13 minutes had 13 points on five of six shooting. Uh, didn't really put up any other stats anywhere. There's no rebounds, no assists, no steals, no blocks. But man, Nader was a bucket tonight. Just when he caught it, he was feeling confident. The stroke was there. He had multiple threes, three or four from the three-point line. He had some little, like a little mid-range pull-up, I think. He looked good. Uh, it felt like a big disadvantage on the other end when he was guarding Jeremy Grant. But Nader came in and provided some really solid minutes. And so that was really encouraging. And then Darius Baisley, 23 minutes, five points on two of five shooting, uh, did hit a three uh, and had three rebounds. He Darius got a lot of minutes guarding Michael Porter Jr., and it did not work out well for him. Uh, we know Baisley is a good defender as far as like his fundamentals and doing the right thing and being in the right place at the right time, but tonight just wasn't a great matchup for him. We saw him guarding Michael Porter Jr. for a little bit. We saw him matched up on Bull Bull for a little bit, but Baisley, I still think, is a very positive contributor to this team, so I was happy for Baisley. Besides that, um, I mean, Lou Dort's defense, we can definitely talk about that as a positive. Man, that guy is a brick freaking wall. That play he had where he went straight up and blocked Millsap with two hands was just insane. And then he had another play down at the other end where he switched off. He dug down. He got a steal. He got on the floor. This guy just, he has so much heart. He plays so hard defensively. Offensively, he looks very confident. He just didn't make shots today. One of six from three, three of 13 from the field, three of four from the free throw line is a positive though. Two rebounds, assist, and two steals, and a block for Lou. Defensively, he still looks great. Offensively, you just hope that he can come around and make some shots because he definitely looks comfortable and confident doing that. So we've gone through all the positives. Before I move on to some final thoughts, want to tell you guys now about our second sponsor for the day, which is DealDash.com. Have you ever heard of DealDash.com? It's the best, most honest bidding site where you can win things you never expect at a price you never believe. They have over a thousand auctions every day on electronics, appliances, beauty products, home decor, and even cars. Here's how it all works. It's like an auction, but every item starts at $0 and only goes up one cent every time you bid. The kicker is that auction clock restarts after just 10 seconds. That means every time you bid, everyone else has 10 seconds to answer or you win the item. If you go ahead and buy now, DealDash is offering our listeners an extra 100 free, Brit free bids upon sign up on top of all the other discounts you'll get. Just go to DealDash.com and use the offer code uncontested or dealdash.fm slash uncontested. That's D-E-A-L-D-A-S-H dot F-M slash uncontested. All right, so like I said, I want to give you guys some kind of parting thoughts and analysis before we get you out of here. Um, because I know we've churned out three podcasts in three days for you guys. So I figure keep this one a little bit shorter. We'll also be back with you again Wednesday night after the Thunder take on the Los Angeles Lakers. So my parting thoughts are this. Like I mentioned at the top of the podcast, I don't think the Thunder are the team that blew out the Jazz, and I don't think they're the team that struggled against the Nuggets. I think they're somewhere in that gray area. I think they're a very good team. I think they've grown since the break. 
Uh, I obviously think they struggled today, but I think there is a a positive step forward for this team. You win a game against Utah where you just beat the piss out of them and you feel on top of the world and maybe you get a little overconfident. You come in this game, you get in a slugfest and you lose and that kind of brings your focus and your attention back to the grind, back to practice, back to working on your fundamentals, um, back to just getting back to the back to work. And hopefully the Thunder kind of get on with that. I think they'll be fine. They have the leadership. Now, Wednesday's game against the Lakers might not be a great game for the Thunder. They don't match up well with the Lakers at all. But after that, the Thunder have a fairly smooth and easy schedule. So I wouldn't be too worried about this loss. Yes, it's one of eight. And since there's only eight, it feels like it weighs a lot more. But I think they'll be all right. Um, uh, Like I said, they play teams like the Wizards and the Suns and the Grizzlies. So they're going to have a chance to rack up some wins as we move forward here. So I'm not too awful worried. Um, Now, the depth might become a bit of an issue. Schroeder being gone, we knew this was going to happen. Right, we, we were prepared for this. Ferguson being out, weren't as prepared for. So hopefully Ferg can get healthy. I don't know if he'll get minutes or not, but just to add some more depth. And it's going to be interesting to see how these young guys respond. I mentioned Hami played well, but not offensively. Lou played well, but not offensively. Shea really struggled offensively in the first half. Uh, uh, sorry, not Dre. Uh, Baisley struggled a little bit offensively. Nader had a great game offensively. But he's not a young guy. So to see how they kind of bounce back, uh, I think will tell us a lot. They will probably lose to the Lakers if I had to make a guess. If I was betting at betonline.ag, I would bet for the Thunder to probably lose against the Lakers. But it's not, this next one really isn't about win or loss. It's about how you bounce back from a loss, how you bounce back from that adversity, what you took from this game, and how you move it forward. And so hopefully they will do that. Uh, Last couple of things, hope that... Uh, Mike Muscala is all right and healthy. He took a pretty scary fall that that looked a little awkward. It looked like he just missed landing on his foot or his foot got swept out, um, but looked very uh, Abdul Nader-esque by uh, almost bouncing his head off the floor. So thoughts out to Muscala. I hope he is okay. Uh, he only played one minute and had three points, had a three-pointer. Uh, so good for him. Hopefully he'll be uh, healthy and better. Also, if I had to guess, I would say that Oklahoma City losing this game to Denver uh, probably is really close to putting the nail in the coffin as far as the Thunder having a shot at that three seed. It felt like they really needed to win this game to have the tiebreaker over Denver, uh, jump a full game in the standings because they would have given Denver a loss and Oklahoma City a win. But since that was flip-flopped and the Thunder lose this game, I think it will be very difficult for them to rise up to the three seed now. I think you're more than likely looking at the four or the five seed. Uh, And then it just comes down to who ends up in that position. Is it Houston? Uh, Is Utah able to hold on? So we will see as we move forward. With all that being said, guys, man, I appreciate you all so much for checking out The Uncontested, for hopping on to this post-game podcast. Hope you're enjoying basketball as it is now back. We will be back with you, like I mentioned, Wednesday after the L.A. Lakers game. So make sure you're subscribed wherever you get your podcast so you can get that episode immediately as it uploads. Should be about an hour after the conclusion of the game. We will then be back with you Friday after OKC Memphis. 
and then our typical weekly podcast will drop Monday morning. That will be a Wizards post game and just some of our general league-wide talk. So make sure you tune in for that as well. Check out betonline.ag, dealdash.com, and of course, boomtownhoops.com for all of your thunder wants and needs. We'll be back with you soon. You guys enjoy the next couple of days of your week. Please stay safe and thunder up. For the ones who know that a little late is always too late and that the clock doesn't stop just because you're missing a part, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry. And our KeepStock inventory management solutions help ensure you have the right stuff in the right place at exactly the right time. Visit Granger.com/keepstock to learn more. Granger for the ones who get it done.